<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So, um... I wish I had a microphone. It's okay. No. You do. Don't you have one on the side of your head? I mean, like a, like a you real guard- one. I mean, I have a real one, oh, yeah. but like you do for performance purposes. Yeah, this is so rad. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, we're pretty old school with our our mics. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know that we hold them like we're on a stage the entire time that it, we're recording our podcast. But it. it's what I am used to. I love it, and it's, it gives me presence. You know, I feel like if we finally got those ring lights and just turned off all the lights, we'd be spotlight, right. Brooke, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Uh, I think it's about establishing dominance so that the person who joins us immediately feels lower on the totem pole because we whip microphones out of nowhere. It's true. It literally was like all of a sudden it was just out. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Guns blazing. Yeah. We're, this is how we do it. But, you know, it's yeah, it's an affordable setup for uh, the level of dedication we have to this podcast, if that makes yeah, sense. It does. It's good. <laughs> Which is so much dedication. Should we welcome everyone to Cyborg Podcast? I think we should. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hi, guys. I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. And joining us today, it's been a minute since we've had a guest. Feels it's right. The nighttime is the right time. Please welcome the very wonderful, very talented, multifaceted Ooh. Amber Bollinger, oh my God. everyone. Hi. Oh my God, it's so nice and, to be here. And it was my bad. I meant to ask, is it Bollinger or Bollinger? It's Bollinger. Which I, I think you said it right. I did. I, it's bizarre that you did because most people say Bollinger, but I don't want to correct because I, being from Ohio, we yes. just say things weird anyway. It's more like a Bollinger. So, you know. Yes, You're- and I, I understand the Midwest in me sees the Midwest in you sees the Midwest in Andrea. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, I, as long as someone's giving you a bullinger, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> Amber Bullinger. Amber, oh, I love that. Amber Bullinger it really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it's actually Amber the- Bullinger's also a singer. There you go. Am. That's how you remember. Yes. And I would I um, would almost argue that it doesn't roll. It violently ricochets <laughs> off of a Midwestern yeah. tongue. Amber Balinger. Yes, which is I love that the way of speaking. It just it is it's like not too offensive, you know, no. but it will hit you. 
It does. Yeah, it's does it's some sort of pentameter. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have it here. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we are glad to have you on. Like Brooke said, you are our first guest that we've had in a while. We've been kind of cruising through summer, if you will. But, like, we're back. We're here. You know, we want you guys to know that we are thankful to all of you for listening to the show, listening to Sidework Podcast. That's right. We are we are reinvested. We we both feel so paranoid and guilty that we took a two week <laughs> break. So we're constantly after almost three years, we just reposted some old favorites and we're like, we hope we didn't lose all of you. Um, we hope you can forgive us. Wow, you took a two week break? What yeah. you go to the moon yeah. or something? Like that's a that's such yeah. a long time. Like crazy. Can I can yeah. I can I interrupt first by saying, is anyone watching inspiration for the you know, basically the citizens who are getting to do moon moon like space travel? Oh, dear. oh it's I'm not. Oh my god, you have to it's just it's just gonna be ugly crying. <gasps> uh from the minute it starts, it's yeah, it's like the new Elon Musk uh joint adventure he's not totally behind it but it's it's this new program basically proving that uh citizens of earth can do space travel wow and getting them prepped to go and like granted this first batch uh 100 are all like nasa nerds like they have um extraordinary stories behind them and everyone is supposed to fill a seat oh, i'm getting my, i'm giving myself douche chills dude i love saying it. this but <laughs> since- i've had douche chills it's <laughs> a lot uh i'm but here's the thing where was somebody in the rocket that got launched this like a few a couple of days ago or was that just a test Another just shoot a rocket without uh, people well i'm Brian not sh- says that was a test for what's to come for tomorrow, they're shooting people oh, off tomorrow. Who's are going they up going tomorrow? Okay, so are is it the people on the TV show? Yes, Brian's saying yes. Okay, cool. Um. <laughs> so essentially, the show started airing as a countdown to them getting chosen and then having like six months of training to then Fuck. be sh- shot well, into space. I- so we don't do know. have tomorrow off. I do have I'm tomorrow gonna watch off. And this. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to binge this. It's a bingeable. <sighs> Everybody call in sick tomorrow. Call out no lunch shifts or anybody. Yeah, call in, <laughs> call in COVID and just watch this. Call in COVID. Call oh in my. COVID. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> that we, we, keep, <laughs> we keep giving you track names for the band, which we'll get into <laughs> at some other point. We'll call in COVID. <laughs> Is we absolutely a new track sh- name. Wait, are you I guys writing like, songs for us now? No, no, no. I'm yes. just going ahead and letting you know that these are song titles. 100%. Actually, I really, I really love this. Call in COVID. Anything okay. anybody says ever is a song title, if you think about it hard. Well, enough. if it's good um, enough. Yeah. But I, I'm just thinking like of like the... <laughs> all the detrimental feels of like Elon Musk and like Bezos, like launching the first fucking corporate restaurants in space that like, there's going to be servers in space and bartenders in space. It's going to be a mess. Just like for the most, is it going to be for like the everyday, like people? Are you kidding? Or or is that, are they, are they grooming these people to be the wait staff? Wow. (laughs) That's smart though. It's smart. And like the thing is when when they're first, (laughs) <laughs> have, it's gotta be nice and tidy mm-hmm. yep the place needs to be ready there needs to be a hot dish there yeah. needs to be a hot dish waiting for you in space and some, and some more derps okay let's get some apps out there 
<laughs> Cater waiters yeah. in space. <laughs> that theme's not gonna. Oh my god, for sure. Oh my god, you guys. Well, before we get started with headlines, please listen. You know, you listen. So like, review, rate, all that stuff. We haven't asked you to do that in a while. If you haven't do it, please do it. But we but appreciate that, you. Wait, can I? Can do. I? Can I report? This is big news. Um, y'all know I've been on a journey to try and find a job. I was mm. hosting karaoke for a bit. Uh, at the beginning of COVID, I. I tucked my tail and went back to uh, working special events for a restaurant the whole nine years. I am writing for a new talk show. Uh, ooh, ooh. What? Hooray! Oh my God, that's so I, great. I, it, just, it just feels so exciting to be doing something that I'm familiar with, that I like doing, that um, so far, and it's a talk show all about cannabis and normalizing it. What? in everyday life and it's um friends of the show are hosting it which is really great and it's just so really cool. fun and i can't wait to tell you guys more about it and when to like start following it and laughing and it's... contributing and becoming it's it's gonna be a live stream to start Yay! so Yay! i know that's so exciting Wow-y. congratulations Absolutely. cheers huge y'all. congratulations cheers. absolutely so it's yeah it Um, it feels very fun to like to wake up and have a schedule and to be really industrious and then literally be like I'm working on a show about cannabis (laughs) where the hosts and the guests whenever they have a lull in conversation go executive time and then they all get stoned (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh my god have you been to like um what in the desert was it was it called like not Palm Springs, but it might just be like Palm Desert. I don't know what they call it. Palm Things Desert. Like, yeah, yeah. Where they used to have like the bed and breakfasts and now they're just bud and breakfasts. That whole oh, area. No, I haven't heard of the bed. That and whole breakfast. thing is no longer a bed and breakfast. It's literally just it's bud and breakfast. And there's always weed on your pillow instead of chocolates. What? <laughs> yeah. And it's huge. Like they're basically <laughs> these bed and breakfasts are like, we well, just can't, you know sustain ourselves anymore we can't no one wants to come here anymore but you put a bud in front of breakfast and all all of a sudden people want to be there uh wow we've we've started to just just barely scratch the surface of um exploring you know like cannabis tourism and the way that the whole service industry is now shaping hotels and and restaurants around that experience where you can do these like five course cannabis tasting menus all this crazy stuff but andrea that just blew my mind where i'm like first of all we've never spoken to anyone who runs a bed and breakfast let's put Uh that on the document Uh for Uh a future Uh i mean i don't know if we know any 89 year olds but we can try (laughs) it's a a young industry maybe we can get tori spelling on the show you never know a bud and breakfast or just an old-fashioned bed and breakfast yes but no it's amazing this whole like desert uh cannabis tourism is a very real thing that is exploding out there in what i like to call the the nether regions of california it really is the nether regions (laughs) it's lawless yeah it's lawless I just um, like, did you get a babysitter to come with you to like talk you through like everything? I don't know. It's a lot for me to be like to eat a seven course weed meal. And I know they're just oh, like, sometimes they're just, they're doing little dots for taste and this and that. But I've seen some things where, and I think it's on purpose. They're like, get super fucked up for the whole Do they meal. ask I, you I, your I experience would, level? Probably. I don't know. I, I would be like die just thinking about it. Yeah. Like my my, you know, like ice level is, 
you know, between a one and a five, I would love to say a three, but really I'm a one. Sure. No, if if they, if they were asking, I'd be like, can I please order off the kids menu? This is, (laughs) this is going (laughs) to be violent. No. And, and it's been interesting to be working on a cannabis show because it's not a show about or for potheads. It's about cannabis curious Mm, and people who really uh, anything from I'm about to try it for the first time to, you know, use it every day and it really helps them function and and whatever. But it's absolutely not one of those shows where you're like, oh, my God, everyone literally eats cannabis all day long and then Mm -hmm. smokes it, then takes a tincture, then rubs Mm -hmm. it on themselves and has never been sober in 17 years. Right. Um, Uh Right. So it's cool because it it makes me feel like less of a nerd because I found out you can be allergic to weed, which I'm starting to do the math and starting to think that might be what's going on with me. Wait, what's your, what are your signals? Like what happens? I just don't have a nice time. My heart races no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my breathing gets weird and restricted. Every time I smoke, basically, I'm like, hey, when you guys smoke is is like your whole like experience sort of like, when does this end? Right. Because it's just... I think, I think there's a little bit, I'm like that with edibles, with edibles. And I've talked about it many times on the show, how I do not do well with that. Uh, <laughs> I learned this past week in two milligrams, the teeniest amount is like plenty for this girl. There you Even go. I'm just, I'm there. There was still a point when I like, and I hadn't had, there was nothing else in my system, but that there was still a point where I was like, okay, you're cool. Wallace. Like, is you're is cool. falling asleep like, like an allergic reaction? Fine. Because no, that's definitely mine. That means it's working. Oh, damn it. That means it's working. I'm just like, I'm having but, such a good uh, time. And I just fall asleep. Well, I am super excited to hear about this journey, Brooke, and I can't wait for you to start promoting I'm it. Just, and again, kudos, congratulations. Kush, Kush, congratulations <laughs> to you, my lady. Let's uh, pop over to some headlines. Okay, we're going to discuss Shall a few headlines. We? Yes, indeed. Uh, Andrea, this one just spoke to me. It it involves you. Yeah, I <laughs> to it such a degree does. If, did you uh, get a chance to look at it? You wanna... oh, I read it. Oh, I read. Oh, the whole okay. Thing. All right. So you tackle uh, this one, girl. This headline coming in hot from Food and Wine Magazine's Hi, Gail Simmons. Um, This amazing Richmond, Virginia-based cidery has started serving hard cider soft serve, and it is their answer, Autumn's answer to Frosé, if you guys didn't know, is the Frozen Rosé, which is, it's had, it's had its it's it's time in the spotlight. Um, so the founder and CEO of Busky Cider in Richmond, Virginia, um, was just like, yeah, Frosé is fine, but like maybe we need to do something new and something fun and something fresh. So he invested in a blow zero machine, which turns booze into ice cream. It's a $5,500 investment. Um, no dairy. It's all dairy free. It just takes the actual, I think, cider. It's just like, you are now a delicious soft serve. Um, Richmond's really known for their beer. So they're very much a standout, like standalone cider, cider brewery. And basically since they got it, they have sold out like they've, they 200 servings on launch day. Um, people love it. They have amazing, delicious flavors. They do like watermelon, rosemary and Thai Tom Yum and pomegranate habanero and mezcal barrel aged cider. Um, and admittedly, this is the funnest part. The funniest part is that they're like, this 
fucking machine is such a pain in the ass to clean. Like we hate it. The owner was like, I even had to make my own video tutorial to like give to the staff to break down, to be like, here's how you clean this properly. But like they paid off the machine in four weeks. Wow. After they bought it. Which with, is amazing. With scoops of so- like soft serve hard cider. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it takes an extra hour of work to close the, the fucker down at night <laughs> and clean it properly, See, which you have to do. You have to clean it properly because we all know how how bad it can go if you're not. Um, We've yeah. all owned a juicer and had to throw it away. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're going to get a second machine. Hopefully they have a, a, another little location on the coast in Cape Charles. I want this. I mean, I love cider, which is why Brooke was like, Andrea, this is all for you. I mean, I want to try all of this and it all looks delicious and I am picky about my cider, but I will try any cider once to make sure it doesn't disappoint me. I was like, as you're doing an advertisement for the cider you're drinking right now, I you're know. like, I'm picky oh, yeah. about ciders. That was really beautiful. I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a hazy cider um, from Santa Paula. This is Anna's cider. It's one of my favorite. It's a like a like a funky, farmy, almost like it's a hazy IPA version of a cider. Is what I will say. It's and now they can oh. turn it into ice cream. Oh my god, I would totally. I, I, yeah, I, the, how exciting! I know so many people who. Would flip out over this. I want how, this. How fun. I do. I want this. I want yeah. this. It sounds because like the whole frosé thing. I was just like, come on, grow up. It's, I've had like, like frozen Negronis too, which I'm like, eh. It just like I just don't always love a Negroni, but it's delicious. But I, I've tried it, but, but I just don't love Negronis. I think the difference we're talking about here, though, is that these are slushies. This. Like mm-hmm. comes out this like is... soft serve. Yep. Which we all know, like alcohol doesn't freeze. So they have a machine that like goes a step above and is like, now you do, bitch. Below and zero. A below right, zero right. and turns it into a more um like the consistency of a frozen yogurt, which is yep. kind of yep. where that's where people get in, like confused because they're like, wait, there's no dairy. There's no additive. It's like, no, it's just hard cider that we've chemically manipulated to eat and taste like a fucking soft serve. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to divorce yeah. Brian. I'm going to divorce Brian just so we can get remarried and have this as our dessert option at our second wedding. Oh, so. Or no, I thought you were going to say to put it on your registry for getting remarried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Definitely do a yeah. re- re- registry. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Can you zero. imagine people who are like, hey guys, we thought to celebrate 10 years of being married, we would re register and ask for some more shit. What we really would like is a $5,000 machine that turns alcohol into ice cream. Everyone's like, and people are gonna people will fucking throw it on for sure and then we'll, we'll be our own podcast because like one of us we will have murdered each other trying to clean the fucker by ourselves we will be dead Can you hire a crew just to hire it you'll hire a crew yeah yeah we'll have to we'll have to re-re-register <laughs> to get a crew oh my god hey oh guys god. it's us again we've added a hey few guys. more wishes <laughs> Check out our Zola. Is it Zola or wait, wait? Check us out on the Knot. Um, we're trying to hire a cleaning crew for our deep <laughs> okay. freeze. We'll probably have to start a whole YouTube channel just like pouring soft serve. You know what uh, I mean? And meanwhile, everyone's like, "I think what you're doing is called a 
business. Why are we all hiring staff? I don't have what it takes to be a business person. That's what I would say. Hey, sharks. <laughs> oh, um, my God. But yeah, this is fun. This is a fun story for sure. I know how to get you, Andrea. I do. I do. <laughs> So to follow up, and I'll be a little like the summary more or less. Okay, so in general, since the pandemic and uh, like all of these importing problems that have just been kind of ongoing during the pandemic, like, first of all, meat prices are soaring and skyrocketing. If you've been out to eat recently, you'll notice, you know, uh, independently owned restaurants are absolutely having to up their prices for for food items that you you know might be a little surprised by whereas like corporations can sort of absorb the hit right now and not have to massively upcharge for their disgusting hamburgers which I love to eat but um right now there's we are facing yet another wing shortage okay a hot wing shortage coming at us once again as if we didn't already Well, just in I, time for so, football season. Right. Well, right. And and I just it's like so many feelings are swirling through my brain because I do love wings, but I'm a little late to the game. It was not like culturally something I grew up. I mean, I know I am Midwestern, but it was not like a wing eating football family per se. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you do stop and think about so many restaurants who thrive on wing night, that right. this is really fucking them over because their whole thing is supposed to be like 10 cent wings. It's their right. big draw. Like they, you know, they make their money off of the alcohol because they're like, oh, we can we can throw this like garbage food at them because prices were good for so, so long. And now uh, it's like 30 times the price that they were used to investing. It's wow. also just not available. They're putting like deposits down to get wings by December. That's how bad what? some of right. And and now we're looking to Canada to start farming chickens and wings. Why for can't us. we just find different wings to eat? Well, I know. I'm like, can we start eating bat wings? Like, let's can get we do on like it. a bat <laughs> wing night? Like, let's start like you know getting curious with other animals. Okay, first of all, I don't think bats are going to be good on a menu anytime soon. Too soon, Brooke. Too soon. Um, <laughs> I was dying laughing. We, yeah, my uh, one of the new coworkers was joking. We were all joking about like, oh, what did you do on the weekend? Everyone's like, oh, I hit up the farmer's market. And our executive producer's like, oh, we have this great wet market that we hit on Saturday. Oh, that is, that's, <laughs> that's too soon. Oh. Yeah, it's too soon, but it's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, like bat wings, you know, I mean, th- there are a lot of other tasty. I mean, let's be well, honest. Well, you know, and I, I, I'm oddly or not, but coincidentally, like impossible, you know, Monsanto vegan, like fake meat just launched its chicken, which is supposed right. to be fucking awesome. So maybe that is an answer, you know, like one of my, even one of my favorite vegan wings, they stopped, they discontinued the sunflower cutlets that like they used to make them with. And now it's like the weird, like vegan drumstick. So even I have disappointment in my heart that my vegan wings, even though I'm not, I'll eat meat wings for sure. I can't source those. But do do people care so much about the meat stuff or is it like really the sauce and the flavor? It's the it's me. It's I the mean, meat. it's 
Because, like, it's there's some neat. great sauces out there, you know, like the vegan Agreed. whatever stuff. I, you can put buffalo sauce on anything, and I'm pretty I much going to eat it. I put buffalo sauce you know? on everything, and I eat. I don't eat meat. And I found a vegan buffalo sauce, and I'll, I I'll drink that for breakfast. Yeah. How is how but is I, buffalo sauce not already vegan? It's I thought it was the, just hot sauce. There's, like, butter. butter. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no mm-hmm. wonder that's so good. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was just yeah. like, it's a lot of butter. Is this? But what there's is a this? vegan option. Get, like... It's just good. It's just as good. Yeah. You know how you get like that glisten on the sauce? It's all butter, baby. Okay. You guys are, you guys are blowing my mind. I didn't know that. That's how <laughs> newbie I am to this. I mean, I, I felt like I was like, this is an important and odd thing to go back and revisit too, because I think there's this huge disconnect that like chickens only have two wings. Where do you think they're gonna fucking come from? I it's know, like I know the 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 right. waste and like just just hatching the like like when you do start to think of our obsession with just trying to grow tiny enough creatures to rip the wings off of yeah. them so that we can like have them on football. I, I am yeah. I know, yeah. just mindless, just massacring farms worth of tiny chickens and most people are so bad at even cleaning their wing properly like they don't even eat all the meat like what the fuck my my black friends have taught me correct yeah i'm telling you i like as a white girl i had some black friends be like you eat that like such a white bitch (laughs) and like we're just truly like let me show you how to clean a bone okay (laughs) don't be afraid of a little tendon a little gristle you suck that shit clean and like I, I do it with pride now because I'm also like, this is so wasteful. Yeah. Who's taking one nibble and then throwing it? That's crazy. Yeah. Assholes. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. but I'm willing to go will down. We'll see. We'll see what we'll see how it goes by. But we'll see how the football season goes. We'll see exactly. how the fall season goes. <laughs> is it going to ruin Andrew. football season if we don't have wings? I mean, put no. some uh, put some buffalo sauce on some cauliflower. Yeah, oh, no. go, I would get cauliflower wings, get chili cheese fries. That's uh, there's all sorts of other things. Bean to eat dip, and, come you know. on, mm-hmm. all day, all day, right? Just, just, just everyone use your brain space. Dip into your Super Bowl food, you know, your list, your glossary. <laughs> Remember the other delicious artery clogging options you have out yeah, there. There's plenty, but I also. I also, Andrea, I do think this is a great uh, case for getting into the meat alternatives and Amber as a vegan, which we just found out, like, of course, come on, everyone, let's, let's, let's do better. We do not, this is okay. Maybe it's a sign that we've been acting like barbarians, like usual. Yeah. And maybe even if we don't like get rid of meat entirely, like, you know, save it for like a few occasions. Like granted, you know, if it is Super Bowl, everyone in America is eating meat. But like, you know, we don't have to devour yeah. it all at once. Agree. Agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. One hundred. Interesting. All right, guys. Well, I think we're good. I think. I think we learned from that. We did. And, uh, I think now it's time for some server submitted story. Oh. Story. Story. Oh, dear. Let's get started with our first confession, you guys, okay. shall we? Here we go. Hello, Sidework team. It's me again, the black bean suck guy with a confession at a restaurant uh, 
and a restaurant experience story. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to read the confession and then Brooke, you'll head over to the story. Okay. In my previous, in my previous note, I mentioned that I was never in the service industry. I was, I guess I thought I was terrible at waiting tables and that stopped very quickly, which disqualified me as a contributor. No, nay, never, never. You spent Uh, a day, nay, weeks. You did it, sir. Uh, so he spent, uh, uncounted hours working as a cook in various restaurants. Apologies. Many stories to share about that, which are forthcoming. Okay. Good. Look at, look at this confession. confession. It's opening it up. Look what it's done. It's opened the treasure trove. Now you're like, I do have a lot of stories because I was able to step into my truth as a service industry professional. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Why did you lie to us the first time? Okay. Oh, no, this, obvi- this is obviously a no judgment zone. So he goes on. All right. So if you remember, this is almost a year ago, I think. Well, I'm not sure when we read it, but uh, so Amber, we we have all of our listeners submit their crazy stories, you know, currently working from the past when they did this, whatever. And this guy, Andrew, if you remember, it was a beautifully written story about uh, a monkey dish of black beans at a Mexican restaurant that went sliding across yes. an ill-balanced tray yes. and sort of did like an artistic dance in the air that everyone in the restaurant saw. Like no one knew where the black beans were going to land sort of thing. Landed all over the back of, of some like big dudes, like pink polo button down yeah. shirt. Like I see like a slow motion, like, you know, like phantom camera situation with Perfect Day by Lou Reed, like playing like as, a, as it sails through the air. Um, that's that's that. That was the kind of imagery oh, I took from that story. Beautiful. We need to shoot that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so it was cute because he and I, it sounds like his hubby uh, or his boyfriend at the time they were sitting there and you know like the the waiter had done it they were mortified and they're like listen you'll forget it by tomorrow something crazy is going to happen at, you know before you, you won't even care about this 24 hours later and they said like then right on cue across the restaurant another server had four entrees slide right off the tray onto a one woman's lap four fucking entrees <laughs> Oh my God. Can you picture yourself at Mexican restaurants and how heavy the plates are to begin with, food. right? Hot food. Uh, and then how heavy with beans and rice and soupy cheese, you know, yeah, so she trauma. took four. That's trauma. She, she took four to the vag uh. <laughs> that day right after that. <laughs> so it was a great story. So so just to refresh everyone's memory, this is his latest story. And I, we will go into this and then move on to a show that, which then focuses mostly on you okay (laughs) so all right here we go again here's a story todd and i planned a birthday celebration for our friend her cousin was in town from the northeast and you guessed it we went back to that black bean restaurant (laughs) she arrived at our house and we drove to the quote-unquote franchise mexican restaurant i don't know why he's protecting them anyways (laughs) She was adamant that we not mention it was her birthday on the drive there. She did not want to tolerate a weird restaurant birthday song and or perhaps the attention. We were a party of four entering the Black Bean Levitation site. They seat (laughs) us at a four top exactly between the two rows of booths. I'm pretty sure it was the exact center of the restaurant, if not the vortex of the time and space continuum, which explains the floating Black Beans. Oh, I love this. We were seated and and then ordered our food. You know the drill. As we were ordering, Todd asked how the server was doing because hashtag he's a great guy. 
And the server responded, well, it's my birthday. I'm doing well. What are the odds? Our friend said, <laughs> oh, it's my birthday too. Todd and I exchanged a concerned, oh shit, look worthy of the House of Blue Leaves scene from Kill Bill. I'm pretty <laughs> sure time once again stopped in this vortex. So our food arrived and it was great. We thought we were out of the woods. Then it happened. The clapping started. Out of nowhere, there was a 20-piece mariachi band at our table that I'm pretty sure rose out from the seventh ring of hell. They brought out a sombrero <laughs> that was on the scale of a mid-sized sedan, clearly used by multitudes of other patrons, and placed it firmly on her head. The server staff then began an incantation of some birthday demon. We were mortified, but nowhere nearly as much as she was. As we were leaving, our friend said, why did you tell them it was my birthday? Ha, Oof, ha. Whoops. P.S. This is funny. You should consider doing a birthday restaurant song episode if, if you have not as of yet. Much love to you and for what you do, Scott. Well, Scott, let well, me Scott, direct this you. Has been a, we've been trying to, we've been, we've been planning this episode for years. <laughs> Years. Yeah, it's a year ago. If if yeah. you go back and, and uh, uh, I think the episode is called uh, Happy Blah Blah to You. It's about a year ago with our special guest, Dana Powell. We went in on the birthday. Like we asked all of our friends if they could remember to submit recorded versions of their restaurant's mm -hmm. birthday song and sing it. Mm -hmm. It was it was very fun, very epic. So Scott and anyone else who's new to the podcast, absolutely go back and check out the Happy Blah Blah to You with Dana Powell. We go in on birthdays at restaurants. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that's that for the server submitted stories this week. You guys, we would love a whole new crop. Please send them our way. Confessions, stories, anything on your mind. Honestly, don't restrict yourself. Uh, and send them to sideworkpod at gmail.com Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Restaurant I mean, birthdays. Oof. It is such an oof. I am, I am a service industry diehard mm -hmm. and also a comedian. So people would think that in that Venn diagram, I like attention. And the answer is no. No. The no. answer is no. Mm -mm. No. I am attention, okay? <laughs> it's like it's like when when I'm in charge, I love it. But when shit happens to me, I I sh I shrivel up so fast. It it is I get violent when I have unwanted attention. Yeah. Like there's something my whole, really feral that switches my on. My whole body gets hot. Right. When you command it, when you command attention, it's much different than when it's unwarranted. Right. For like, sure. Oh God. Yeah. Sure. Oh, no. You know, like, it's all so cheesy. Yeah. It does. It does feel like I like for me, it feels like I'm on fire. Like my whole <laughs> body gets hot. Like I know. Like my hands get tingly, my face is tingly. I'm I'm on fire. This is not supposed, this is not how it's supposed to feel. This is not. Uh, no, it's not, not nice. It's, this and it's is not, a torture. And it's not like, oh, I'm shy. It's like, this is wrong. It's my body yes. going, I reject this. 
Well, this yeah. is an interesting segue, Amber, because all the attention is now on you. Oh, yes! <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. I have oh. okay. I, okay. All right. So here we I go. Accept. Here we go. You are you yes, you accept. You are a guest at talking about the service industry. So let's start it off, shall we? If, wherever you want to start. What is your background in the service industry? Wow, it's a long history. I started out I love my it. very first job was a barista at a little coffee shop in a little tiny town, Bellevue, Ohio. Um, love it. Learning how to, you know, make espresso drinks and 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 at the same time making their sandwiches. So I think that's when I learned the multitasking of it all. Like, and also, mm-hmm. um, re- like my, I had trouble with, not giving it all at once, right? I wanted to make the sandwich and the sam and the drink at the same time and give it to them because I wanted them out of the store so I could move on with my life. But that's not how it works. You have to like make the drink and then the sandwich, and that requires that person to stay in your life a lot longer. And that was that was troubling for me. But and then I was like, you know, and, and then I was like, okay, you know, I went to college and. I was thinking I was going to move beyond that, but then some guy in my electronic media class asked me if I wanted to be a bartender when I was 20. And I was like, classic. I was like, I'm not old enough to be a bartender. He's like, it doesn't matter. Like, we have 50 cent draft night. All you have to do is pull a lever and beer comes out. Okay. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay. But like on my first day, this chick was not nice to me. And she was like, make a, make a, um, a Long Island iced tea. And I was like, uh, iced tea and I, what, what is that? I had no idea. I was supposed to just pull a lever. Like that was what I signed right. up for. Also you, you don't drink yet legally. Right. I'm so. not even supposed to be here. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, you know, I did that learned quickly. It was just thrown in 50 cent draft night. And then it all, is this yeah, was, still Ohio this, or where did you go to college? This is the university of Cincinnati. Oh yeah. girl, yeah. I I went to I went to state school. Yeah, um, you know, di- didn't leave Michigan. Just didn't leave Michigan for a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go in Ohio or go to school in Ohio, just like as far away as I can from my hometown, which just just literally the opposite side of the state. Um, because I didn't want to take the SAT because Ohio required just the AC, like lazy, mm. lazy shit. Me too. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. I was like, I just don't know. No, fine. thank you. Not into academics, but look at us now. I mean, yeah, we're <laughs> totally killing it, killing it. Now, it's talking <laughs> on a computer. Yeah. Um, and then I went to, you know, I decided other things in my life and then brought me to California to be an actor after athletics and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, great. I moved to California to be an actor. And of course, you find yourself being in the service industry because it's flexible. Of course. And then, um, but in order to, go out on auditions and stay flexible, I chose catering yes. instead nice. of the nice. restaurant biz because there's a schedule there and you have to find someone yep. to cover for you. But catering, you can just say no. Yep. And you can also say no thank you on the day because there's another catering company that's hiring and you can just say fuck you to everyone until you find a place that, you know. So- I stuck with catering for it when, when I moved to LA cause it's flexible and the pay wasn't too bad. And then, um, 
you know, once you start booking roles and stuff, then you can stop the catering and just focus on acting. And that's what happened. And then I just always kept going back to catering. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that is your singing everyone's life song here, you know, to some degree or another. We we kind of shaped, you know, an overall theme of the episode, like not only getting to know you and, and learning about, you know, the empire you have sort of built, but also the fact that like when you're when you kind of make it outside of your love for the service industry, like that that bizarre crossroad that happens where you're like, I don't know how to pull this off. Right. So, but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get there, but it's a weird dance. You have to figure out how to do where you're like, am I making it? Right. Do I, do I get to leave now or, or should I just keep it in my back pocket? 100, you know? Yeah. I think you just have like parallel, you have to have parallel lives for a minute there. You know, oh, yeah. you just yeah. have to like, you, you have to like, hustle at every corner you have to like you know like you just both plates are full and you just go for it until you have to give something up or make it make a choice I mean if you don't come from money you have to figure out where it comes from obviously these are obvious things that's a fact put that on put that on some driftwood and hang it in your house (laughs) you have to have three or four jobs so it's like you know let's choose the one that you don't hate the least I guess you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i hated catering for a long time i was like this shit sucks understood understood we we actually uh one of our big episodes before we took a break was talking about the nature of you know working weddings is oh. like such a bizarre extension of catering you know because it's an extra loaded emotional shit but it's still catering you oh, know oh man and, it is yeah and just getting into the subgenres of catering you know which i if you've done it so much we should absolutely do a subgenre of like maybe having to cater like weird Hollywood parties or like weird, the weirdest things you've ever had to, you know, private like, parties, baby. Oh, private yeah. par- I, I have done so many weird parties, proper parties, I anything in between swinger parties. And, you know, you have to sign these like, you know, NDA parties. Like there's, is the list goes on and on, especially in Hollywood. It's bizarre shit. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. They're like, here's the, you'll be serving piping hot soup in shot glasses while blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, because you can't watch the people fucking in the hot tub that are celebrities and they're not supposed to be there, but like you're there and you're, it's just like everything's really bizarre. Right. Like, wouldn't just a nice buffet in the corner be okay in a room like that? <laughs> no, we must have the best. <laughs> the apps must be passed. <laughs> This is classy. And, yes, and they must be hot and cold. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's uh, like this is too hot, I, too cold. I am absolutely kind of having some FOMO that I didn't have my prime waitressing years in LA. Like they they were all New York City for me. Ooh. Like maybe I'm probably like a less scarred person in some ways for it that I did not have to work private weird celebrity sex parties and give people like. <laughs> Would you like another goat cheese wonton? You know, um, and a tiny. <laughs> that's napkin. how long. That's how long ago it was. That's goat know. cheese wontons were all the rage. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking of early 2000s. You know, with a honey balsamic uh-huh. drizzle, uh-huh. and you'd be like, "Here's a napkin for the wonton and a tiny uh-huh. napkin to to 
dry off the tip of your dick, you know, or whatever. I'm like, listening. Interpol is all the rage. Um, I, I, so you, Amber, so you, you were a performer. You were trying to make it as an actress. And then you're also, but you're also a fucking rock and roller. Yeah. Like you yeah. are a, a baller musician at the same time. Um, when did that start? After I stopped, uh, kidding myself that I was going to do something with acting. I was like, you know, I, I'm done with acting. Um, maybe I'll try something else. Music. That's gotta be easier. Right. So, um, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't come with its uh, own set of complicated. I just want to be a paid artist. <laughs> Fuck off everybody. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I quit acting altogether and then, um, uh, you know, started the, the music side of things, uh, joined forces with my partner, um, and who was actually, a, you know, he's been a musician all his life and me, I'm just like, yeah, let's try this. This sounds fun. You know? And it, like, kind of like, it, you know, some people call that being a tourist, which I think is ridiculous because you can be, I don't, agree. you can be a cure. You can be curious and you can do whatever the fuck you want, whenever you want. Yep. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, that was about probably seven years ago. I quit acting. And then in 2018, no, that's not true. Whatever. 2000. I think it was 2017. Yeah, actually that year. you're right. 2017. I probably quit in my heart then. <laughs> 2017 is when I quit acting and then 2017 is when we started the music shit um nice and it was immediate it was catering like, meanwhile catering the whole time catering the whole always, time but always like catering. when I was an actor I could do the on and off catering thing because I was making enough money as an actor doing commercials really um right because commercials used to pay a large sum of money at one point uh -huh. even non-union or uh -huh. SAG whatever but, um, uh, and then I was like, I mean, being a musician sounds great. You don't make any money as a musician. Nothing. Like you're like making right. negative amounts of money. And I was like, that's a great, sign me up. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to do something hard. Is there a way, could I possibly be more financially unstable? Show me the door. Yeah. I, I want to walk yeah, through that. Yeah, but yeah, but the catering thing was always just there. Because what happens is you make friends through catering yeah, and you make these connections and cause you're constantly, you, you know, you're not with just one company or with two or three or four. Some people are with five catering companies and you're constantly meeting people and you make, mm -hmm. make these people your best friends because ultimately you're working with them the most. Yes. So you always go back to catering because those people are like your family. <laughs> so that's the one thing that stays like constant. Um, <laughs> I love know? it that you're like, you only see that fucked up family at like really weird events. Yeah. You're like, we see, you know, like we only hang out at, like weird events. Yeah. Like that's when we hang out. And it's like, because, because they are weird events and like people are weird and you know, you're in this together kind of thing. You create a bond with these people. So um, yeah, catering was just always there. You have done it for so long. I'm curious, like, do you do annual parties at the same place where like the same host is there and you're invited back and they know the staff? Is it, are you that? Deep? I am. I work with a celebrity every once in a okay. while. Um, it used to like, I've known her for three years. She's in my phone. 
we text. And when I told my niece this, she's like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like she is my favorite, you know? And that's how deep I am in catering. I've known her for years. That's great. And it's because I've done it for so long that they're like, oh, this person is like a veteran. It, she'll yeah, take care of like, you. I only want you yeah. and you can choose two other people. And that's, I tr- trust yeah. that's amazing. It's cool. But also it's like when I'm on my deathbed, I'm like, I was this person's caterer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when everything flashes <laughs> the end, like, cool. Um, no, right. okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it, I mean, it's... maybe, maybe it'll be you breaking a guitar on stage. I hope so. You know, yeah, let's hope it's, so. I, I, I feel like this topic is great because you are at such like a cool crossroads of, you know, so the, the band is called Broken Baby, everyone. And, you know, this comes out on Friday of this week. Uh, and then I think it's the Saturday after this week. I'm going to go see you uh, play at the Moroccan Lounge, Woo! which is, you know, it's going to be an album release show. And your tour got a little. It, it, uh, it got canceled. Uh, it got canceled. <laughs> hey, hey. You know what? At least, at least you're not alone in it. You know what I mean? At least it's like, oh no, yeah, we're not alone in it not, unless yeah. you're like Green Day or Kiss or Matchbox Green. Twenty or some right or uh, what or, or Jim face? Jim Brewer Jim Brewer. That's yeah. exactly what I was about to you're say. Like, if you're like the big wig, <laughs> fuck you guys, the small people. I'm so sorry. No, I I, I think it was a call in COVID situation on your, you know, absolutely on your tour, except absolutely COVID called in on yeah, you. you COVID know? Totally um, called in on us. Yeah. God damn it. But either way, look, you know, the I, album, like the fact that, okay. So for our listeners and we're so, ex- it, it just made my brain go wild where I'm like, Oh my God. Like Andrea, like I want to drop, you know, like one of their singles at the end of the episode. Cause we have permission yeah. from the actual artist, How which fun. is so cool. Yeah. I'm here. I'm but right here. I'm letting you know. It's, it's she's cool. here and she says it's legit, yeah, yeah. you know, but and if, if, if Brian and I decide to stay up past our bedtime, cause we both work all day on Sunday, yes. we will also be at the show. So. I, I know. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I'm like, Andrea, I think it's going to be worth it. And just, I'll just keep reminding you to be well, just so you know, yeah, I'll just... we chose an early show for Saturday. Yeah. It's early. It's like Seven oh, seven thirty p.m. What? Oh, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. Okay, so great. you can so. get wasted, recover, and then wake <laughs> up fine. Yeah, uh, but it's but it's really exciting because like you are at this crossroad of you guys were blowing up. The pandemic kicked you uh, back to the curb with that with the rest of us, right? You know, we can all probably attest to some level of. Um, inertia that was happening for a lot of us and then it just you know no one's special in that instance like right. we all just have suffered you know a lot of major questions that we ask ourselves and what our trajectory looks like but I'm just so excited because I feel like you guys are regaining ground and y- you and Alex were on the cover of LA Weekly which is fucking Ooh-hoo. the tits it's pretty cool it's we so like, cool we like that yeah I know you did we like and that <laughs> I think I think what's really fun too is like Fuck, like my attitude toward L.A. born and bred music, which I'm sure Alex and you and I and all of us could get into it and, you know, a discussion about this is like you're like, OK, who's your daddy? Who's your mommy? Right. Like, fuck you. You're you're trying, you know, you guys are the real deal. You've worked hard for it. The fact that you're coming from like a go getter, multi gigging, catering until something else breaks for you background, like your attitude is a 
band is the attitude I feel like we all fucking need right oh, now. Oh, that's so cool. I mean I, it wholeheartedly. That's so, I'm almost like, it's just like kind of just reminds me like, you know, I'm like proud to be a middle class person, you know, because yeah. like the middle yes. class is dying and there is no music scene or music thing without the middle class. And that right. requires hard work and dedication, even if it is some kind of weird old school, you know, boomer mentality. Got to work hard for what you get, but it still like applies. You do have to kind of just keep going. Like things will happen or they won't, but like there will be an answer. <laughs> I mean, there. I also really like that you were like, look, I already, I made peace with one thing, but then here I am again, you know? And I feel like, there's less, I don't know, like risk of like feeling like a failure, not failure itself, because that's always a fucking risk, no matter what you do. But like the right. feeling of like not ha of failure, like putting that pressure on yourself. I feel like you, you've fucking been there and you've done that. Oh, well, you know what I'm saying? And, but in general, like failure is literally the only way that you learn anything, right? Get you don't up. Learn anything Agree. That's what success. I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. You know, Life is a series yeah. of humblings and, and that's how you grow. And like, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine, can you imagine a life of success? How boring, you know what I mean? How <laughs> fucking boring. People yeah. who don't have anything to worry about are so oh, boring. boring. Well, yeah, I know. That's why that's, Whatever. When they fall hard, you're kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I man, know, with I your know. mouth, you don't know yeah. what. To, yeah, I know, I know. It's it's. But so, if you're willing to talk about this to some extent or another, are you feeling yourself at a crossroads where you are relying on like the Amber 1.0 version to still support Amber 2.0? That sort of. You know, in the works, are you still dipping into the the dependent upon? medium well that's that's very interesting because i just got like a raise at my the job that i've been catering right i've been doing catering mm -hmm. forever and now they're like you know because for years i was just a server literally at right twenty dollars an hour for 10 years right never a raise yeah and then yeah. you know because you do it so often and you meet people that you want to work with you find a company that you want to stick with. And this one company that I'm working with, I'm like, I love my, my bosses, um, or my coworkers. Like they're, I'm learning so much from them, not just about mm -hmm. like catering and weddings, but life and how to lead right. people. And like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, Oh my God, it's like coming back into life things. And I admire these, these women that are, you know, they're just so incredible. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, am I liking my job now? Holy <laughs> shit. Because I, you know, they gave yep. me a raise. Like now I'm working in the office. Now I'm working like planning these events. And then I also work the events and I got like a pretty great raise. And I'm just like, now I'm just like, okay, I like that, but I also like this. And can I do both? I would yeah, imagine I can. this is just me. Yes, you, of course you can. And yeah. I imagine if they, they love you so much, they must support your music yeah, so much. Yeah, they do. And that's what's so great. They do. They're so great. And now, uh, you know, because if like we went on another tour and it was actually, you know, it actually followed through with something, you know, got didn't get canceled for the second time. Um, they'd be like, cool. Yeah. Like, we'll see you when you get back. And I'm like, that's the dream job. 
And this is, yeah, this is like this magic sort of like when we were talking about the energy vortex of black beans in the Mexican restaurant. (laughs) This is sort of the energy vortex that, you know, when you are not. okay. so I guess I was, you know, because I I say this and I think any of our listeners know we love and support and understand every goddamn single one of our career servers, bartenders, restaurant lovers who are like. This is what I came here to do and it's what I'm going to continue to do. So, and we talk ad nauseum about them and praise them as well. And I think this is one of those interesting things when you're like, I love the service industry, but this other thing I love is starting to take Mm -hmm. off. And like, what do I, what do I do? How do I not like, cause you can get to a point and I feel like the people who do this, right. People who are like, um, you know, we know the person who is like, I'm waiting tables, but like I'm expecting to be famous tomorrow. <laughs> and we've all worked with that coworker, you know, and like they're the worst. Yeah, they they're lazy. The worst. Yeah, they're, they're angry. The <laughs> they're giving out headshots instead of passing the app. You, you know, the whole thing. It's, they're always they're always giving away shifts. They're never there. Ugh, it's brutal. They're they're never there, you know, and so like that's a rough kind of person who has like starry eyes for where they think they should be. And you're like, well, that's probably going to reflect back poorly in your karma and work ethic just in general, even in the acting world. Like you sound like a lazy piece of shit. Anyways, right. good luck. You know, yeah, good luck out there. Um, Hope you grow up one day. <laughs> but uh, and then there's sort of like you know, what we're talking about, there can be these career servers, bartenders, caterers who are just like, this is the best flexible job. Like you said, you can say, no, 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 fuck you. Later that day, a better one comes in. You go, yep, I want to do that one. And it just works great. And they can pursue their outside interests, which might just be hobbies for them, you know, Mm -hmm. where they go, I love my local theater. I have no um, airs about thinking I'm going to be a you know, a star of the stage and screen, you know, but they're like, I love the flexibility and this is stability and flexibility together, which is amazing. This is also, it goes for like people who are like in school and then they graduate and get a real job, but they love it so much. They stay and take two shifts a week because they love it so much. Well, that's kind of what we're facing too. And so like now you have someone like Amber right now, it's like you carved out a really successful career for yourself. And then this other thing has come knocking, you know, and now you have to do a balancing act to be like, I want to do both. And that might be the the crosshairs you find yourself in at the moment where you're like, I'm busy. Totally. I'm really, really I'm busy. I'm actually busy right now. I know, which is kind of yeah. a good place to be because ultimately, you know, you know, there was, there used to be a time in, in my life where I'm just like, but it has to like be definitive. Like I have to know which direction I'm going in, but like, that's just not the way that life works. I mean, for no. most of us, maybe it does for some people and that's fucking awesome um, for them. But uh, a lot of times we have to, we have to choose, <laughs> you know, know, it doesn't, right. be, it's not chosen for us, but like, I'm just like, if I'm just going in a direction, everything's going to work out fine. So if it's mm-hmm. both at the same time, one is going to rise to the occasion and I'm just going to be open to whatever that is. And if that means one suffers, then, you know, I just have to, I have to pay attention to which direction it's going in. Because you can do both, but mm-hmm. one will take center stage. And it's just like, is that really what I want to do? 
you know. Yeah, and you might you might have the point. You might hit the point where your coworkers who you love and respect and who you're going like, I don't want to lose this. I don't want to have anything blow up on bad terms. And you're so you're like paranoid and you're like, I want to be a grown up about this and make everyone happy and people please. And, and I'm burning myself out. And it might be to the point where do you know me? The women this is who perfect. hired you. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the women who hire you and respect you are going to probably at some point very politely and gently say, it's time Push to you out go, of the Amber. Yeah, gonna- yeah. Yeah. But but I think I think we always we always question and say things like, um, "Is this the right decision?" Instead of remembering that there are no wrong decisions, unless it's obviously very detrimental. Like, unless it's drugs. <laughs> but like in life, right? <laughs> unless it's drugs. When it's Your illicit dog, um, personality altering drugs, then yeah, you do have a problem. I think also the other neat. big mistake you can make is the minute you catch wind that you may have booked something, and you're like, "Out of here! I'm out of here!" Oh, Tears, Suck yeah, it, losers! Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the gig, the gig I'm falls through. I'm about to be an extra on Law and Order. Dun dun! Boom! Yeah. Oh man! Um, you know what this also gives me feels of is it, you have a crew, right? Of servers that you love and bartenders, or when you're, you know, whether it's catering or at a, a, a regular restaurant or a bar, and everybody has their own thing that they do, and the entire staff just supports the shit out of each other. Like I worked at restaurants where it's like, if you were a musician, we all showed up at their shows. We all showed up at Brooks comedy shows. We all showed up at like at plays. Like everybody put in the time to to see and feel the art that people were putting out. Yeah, you know, because you know it's like what you're other. doing is like it's this is temporary. Like this is just and, mm-hmm. and even like your the good bosses, the good leaders in these companies that I worked for, the catering companies, knew that you were gonna go eventually because you had been you were finding success in the thing that you came out here for. And they also encouraged you, you know, because you know, servers in catering are a dime a dozen. You know, like, you know, maybe finding the good ones is not as easy, but like, you know, like honestly, caterers are basically the extras of the food. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, that is so true. (laughs) You do not have to have any skills whatsoever. (laughs) You really don't. I've experienced that firsthand. Like, There's sometimes where you tell a server to do something and they do the opposite thing. And you're like, wait, what did I did I speak a different language? Like what, what went wrong <laughs> with the instructions that I gave? Uh, absolutely. And was I not guiding I, I, them? <laughs> I want to say that this conversation is like so very adult, uh, like, like adult people who work with each other, who communicate with each other, who talk to each other, who work together about normal shit. There's, you know, and like on, on the level that yes, we're all communicating like normal people. There doesn't have to be any drama involved in any of this like realistic expectations about what's expected and what you expect when, when other things are, what to expect when you're expecting to become a star. (laughs) (laughs) And also like, let's not ignore the fact that you've established a long trustworthy track record with these very people. And so, you know, there is something to be said for not like constantly, you know, bouncing around from gig to gig like if if you can suck it up and stay with a place and whether the emotional growth that happens where you're like of course you said at the beginning you're like I hate this 
I don't like doing it. And then you figured out what is my happy medium? Like this helps me uh, pay bills so I can do what I want. You know, yeah, that's and also it's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, cause yeah. I, was I a got a new pedal I want to buy. Yeah, well, because I was for so long, I hated, I hated catering because I felt like I was undervalued, and that like people thought of me as a piece well, of shit, which is. Yeah, you're correct. True. I mean, you're fucking correct. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah, it's no demoralizing. One fucking cares about you, like no one. No one they care about what you're carrying. Yeah, they're like, what is that? And then they'll put their dirty fucking napkin back on the clean plate with all the clean. Food, and you're like, you are a disgusting <laughs> oh, human being. Like you are a trash being. And then who's yes. the trash oh, being now? You know, catering catering during COVID must be a huge mess. Well, it's <laughs> it's interesting. That's for sure. I mean, we all wear masks, but the guests don't. But you know, mm-hmm. but like, and then at one point, you know, someone was like, wait, why aren't you managing these events? And I'm like, cause I, and, and I was like, you actually, I mean like, oh, someone thought of me as like to lead mm-hmm. an event. That's so bizarre. Cause I was always the one that was like, you know, drinking tequila in the back or like stealing the apps for home, you know, putting them in my purse sure. and like, but you know, texting in the back. I'm like, fuck these people. That doesn't take away from the fact that you're the best like you that you you, right. you you started the show by talking about multitasking yeah. and being a barista and learning how to do many things at and one time and that's what it is and you have mastered it and and you can you can have your cake and well, eat it too because at one point you start realizing like oh like this isn't just a short-term thing and i i do actually value these things and these people around me and maybe i should respect the place that I'm in and the people around me. And these people put in a lot of hard work, not only. Hard work and if here, I bring good energy. Yeah. Wonder what might wonder happen. What might yeah. happen. You're right. Because if you, because that is one thing too, because man, there's a lot, you can get sucked into vampire mm-hmm. stuff, especially in Hollywood <laughs> and catering and restaurant stuff. It's like, it can get really dark. But like, there's so many good people in the service industry that aren't focused on serving, that are doing their artistic things. And you just, yeah, like you said, like you support those people, they become your best, they come out to your shows, you go to their show, like it just becomes this beautiful artistic community. People aren't caterers. There's something else and this is what else they do to make money, you know? Right. But if they are... They're really good at it and they work their way up. Like my boss, she started out as a server Mm -hmm. and office worker. And now she owns like, you know, she does her own event planning and she is so happy. She makes so much money and she is so good. I'm just like, damn, look at her go. She made it. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, I love all this. Yeah. I also love that you're, you're really catering to you these days. You know what I mean, Amber? I feel like you're really catering to you. (laughs) And we really tried to cater this episode to you also. There's just a lot of Mm -hmm. catering going on. I don't, I don't have anything past. I don't, I didn't bring, there'll be no past apps tonight. (laughs) Just past compliments. Just past no tuna tartare. Just compliments. Ooh, damn. On a little fried wonton. That's right. Wonton with a little uh, fresh ginger and little Mm -hmm. uh, plum and pears, sriracha, aioli, some sesame seeds on top. Oh, I was thinking Mm -hmm. like a wasabi creme fraiche, but what do I know? That's actually a really good idea. I'll let my chefs know. I'm usually usually looking for the the, the bigger, starchier thing because I'm wasted. Arancini balls. (gasps) Arancini balls for that girl. Arancini with a little fried mushroom. Is shiitake mushroom on top with a tomato sugo? Like, ooh. 
Okay. Yeah, I will put a few of those in my purse. <laughs> Do they sell those at Trader Joe's yet? <laughs> <laughs> they might. That's okay. I don't know if they've done arancini. They do have some delicious toasted raviolis that yes. are amazing in an air fryer and give you a huge stomach ache if you eat over four of them. Um, I'm down for that, though. I'm down for a stomach ache for good food. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll tackle. Have you ever been tackled? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Don't worry. Fo- football season is upon us, and there's a wing shortage. So something tells me tackling is in everyone's ever, future. You have to purposely deflect. Like, you have to know as a caterer, as a gig, they have to be like, is that same fucking person, like, tr- coming, getting all the food? Oh. Like, they, oh. people corner themselves. They know where the servers oh come out. Oh, my God. Give us- we used to work, like, these, like, um... Fuck the the Paley Center, and they were like TV uh, screens oh, sure. or whatever. I don't know for the Paley Fest. Oh my yeah. god! I don't know where these people came from, but they did not have homes, and they were waiting in <laughs> line for like right outside the door that the people like we came out with with trays, and they would just they had their little like uh, bags. They didn't even have um, plastic containers. They would put them in their satchel. The apps. They would just put the okay. apps in their satchel. Mm. <laughs> that was beautiful. So it was an app satchel. An app satchel. Specifically. Yeah. App satchel. Excuse <laughs> me. I brought my app satchel and I'd like you to come over here and just dump whatever you have in here. All those uh, <laughs> Kobe beef burgers, whatever they are. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Am I making you uh, hungry, girl? Yeah, yeah. Brian was like, oh, I'll take one of those when you were talking about the Aaron Cheese with the Sogu. Um, uh, I'm, I'm so in the mood to eat so much tiny food and have no concept of whether I ate not enough or four days worth of food. I know. I don't. Oh, it's so good. It's really hard. I want to have a leftover app party at your house. Dude, I, that sounds like a great <laughs> idea. That sounds like a really good idea. Just left out where it's like the, to, the tostada is slightly stale. Yeah, fine <laughs> by me. Fine by me. The, uh, so the, I better the, be that you're just like, you just eat the topping and toss the chip when it's stale. You know what I yeah. mean? Just, Ew, the beans are still oh, some, good. The, the yeah. row, the row that's just oh, gone ahead and cured God. itself. Uh-oh. <laughs> the row. <laughs> Day old row. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, something, anything oxidized, I'll eat. You know what I mean? You can tell the pate's oxidized. You can, you know, it's been Ooh. sitting out. The air has gotten to it too much. I love um, brown avocado. It's one of my favorite things. I, I, have, I have, I've dropped an avocado on a dude. And just, you said brown avocado. And I remember I dropped an avocado on an old man. He was like 89 years old. I'm just saying, he was, he was about death. And um, he, uh, he didn't yell at me, but he said, you are being irresponsible and I require, he said, I require you to pay my dry cleaning bill. And I was yeah. like, cause I dropped an avocado in your, like, give me a napkin and I'll dab that thing off of you. Give me soda water. We know the tricks. He wanted me to pay yeah, his, dry, his dry cleaning Meanwhile, bill. he was balls deep and naked in somebody. So there was no clue. Cause it was, <laughs> it was an orgy. Yeah. Like whatever, um, your pants were but- right like right next to the semen. It doesn't even matter. He didn't want me to pay for the semen bill. You want to pay for the oh. Did we take a turn? It's bad. 
Oh. <laughs> it back. But like, but that that threat is just like, great. Do you want the two dollars now or later for your dry cleaning bill, you turd? Yeah, I just got it. Oh. Is not a- dry 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 cleaning. Very well. He got his pants from Paris, and they were very important to him. So he wanted me to pay his dry cleaning bill. Okay, eh, got well, it. Anyway. I understand, you know, so, but sometimes they forget that, like, like the, you're not replacing the pants. You're just paying <laughs> to maybe get them clean. Just maybe they get can them actually clean. track you down yeah. and get your yeah. info. It's yeah. just such a power grab. Just, oh, just wash dick. the potassium out of those pants with chemicals. It's I know. fine. Well, I started. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I started to get a little aggressive with people like that at some point because I was it, at one point I'm like, I don't care if I get fired from this job because these people are assholes. And I'm like, you want me to pay your pot dry cleaning bill? Are you are you serious? Absolutely. These are very expensive pants. I bought them from Paris. And I'm like, I am like, just straight up. I'm not paying your dry cleaning bill. I want to talk to your manager. And I'd be like, I am the manager. I am not paying your dry cleaning bill. He's like, well, I need to talk to somebody. I'm like, good luck. I mean, go, go, go scream on the internet. I don't suggest people to be an asshole, but ultimately if you were an asshole to an asshole, it it diffuses the situation. Oh, that is, Again, I feel like that's just more great parting words. We've dropped some pearls of wisdom. This whole show is like is like um, if you don't come from money, where does the money come from? And then you fight you fight asshole energy with already being an asshole and then it diffuses the situation. Um, Oh, man, I feel like we've learned so much tonight. I'm a bad example Um, for my for my nieces. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you're a great example. Sound advice. I feel empowered. Um, Amber. Amber, thank you so much for chatting with us this evening. I love you both. Um, Yeah. We're going to share, you know, this will get edited out if we're wrong, but we're going to share a song. We want everyone to check out Broken Baby. Listen, it, it takes a broken adult to make the beautiful music that is Broken Baby. Uh, I love that. Lots of fun stuff on the horizon for you all. We will be there on the 25th. Yay. Okay. Absolutely. I can't wait Absolutely. to scream in your face. Yay. Yay. Um, I, as always, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you've got a, a chestnut of a story brewing in that brain of yours, send it over to sideworkpod at gmail.com. And I can't believe we get to say this. Amber, play us out. <laughs> oh, my God. Godspeed and good tips. Oh my god, that's amazing! Is it going to be get the piss up? Yeah, I, whatever. We'll put on okay, get the good, piss good. up. Get the piss up, guys. Get the piss up. Godspeed, good tips. I like and, and let, rock and good or a great rock and roll. And let this be your like uh, theme song to get pumped up for your service industry shift. <laughs>